Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noelle Cordeaux. We are the founders of Lumia. And we're super passionate about all things coaching, and we want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training thousands of life coaches. Let's dive into the science and magic of coaching. Hello, everyone. Noelle here. Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm so pleased to be with you. And today we're going to tackle a really fun topic. So one of the things that we do at Lumia is take note of all of the emerging trends in the wellness market. This means culling industry reports, talking to people, staying on top of what's happening in different cities, looking at job postings and reports that designate bellwethers in our field and signify changes. So we have recently tackled the newly released Global Wellness Summit 2024 Trends Report. It is a whopping 133 pages long, and I have culled through every single page of it and pulled out the pieces that are the most important for you as coaches to be aware of. And not only I'm going to report on those pieces, but I'm going to tell you specifically what it means to you as a coach. Now, coaching as a discipline is housed within the wellness marketplace itself, which is a trillion dollar industry. And there are so many nuances and ins and outs and different aspects of the market that really need to be broken down for clear and concise understanding. So today, I'm going to give you an overview of the broad themes and trends that we are then going to explore in incredible depth over the next several months. So first up, looking at the 2024 Global Wellness Trends Report, this has been produced for 15 years. And on page one of the report, the authors took the time to state that in the 15 years that they have been publishing this report, they have seen more shakeups in the wellness market in the last year than have taken place in the last decade. This is to say, buckle up everyone, we are in for a wild ride. And a big part of the news that we're seeing coming out of this report is a huge, lovely, but not a surprise. The industry is surging right now and is expected to grow from $5.6 trillion to $8.5 trillion by 2027. So the next three years are going to see astronomical growth in the wellness marketplace. Now, the themes that are dominating the market and that are driving these trends have been reflected in global surveys. They've been reflected in global surveys since the pandemic. So this information has been validated and it's been showing up consistently. And what we're seeing is that wellness has never before been a more important priority for people. But as we are looking at the way that the market is booming and growing, different definitions of why wellness matters and for who does it matter is what's undergoing really rapid transformations. And this is coming from Gaps that are very visible to all of us, widening gaps in culture, gaps in income, gaps in gender expectations. And this is essentially creating two different markets and two different mindsets within the trillion dollar wellness economy. Some examples that we're seeing are a booming concierge health market serving the quest for eternal youth. And this is coming from spaces that serve right now uh, the ultra rich. And then there's also 
a softer approach to wellness that is taking place and really has been spreading like wildfire across social media. Um, an example here is the concept of bed rotting, which means that you're just basically lying in bed and doing nothing. Um, and th- th- intuitive eating is another one that is requires um, not a lot of money to get into, or just the simple act of taking a walk and then documenting it. These are all trends that blew up on TikTok in the last year and are signaling this divide between like hardcore concierge health and then every man, what can we all do to better ourselves and be in community and conversation with each other? So next, I'm going to take us through the trends that we're going to unpack. And I'm going to give you a little teaser around these trends and then also what they mean to you as coaches. So anti-aging is one of the trends that we're going to unpack together. And this is a big, bold, new, and rapidly growing market. Coaches take note because as we're looking out into the future and saying, okay, you know, how am I going to work? Where am I going to work? And who am I going to work with? Business infrastructure is being built right now in this space of wellness to accommodate a concierge medicine approach to this trend. That's for that alpha consumer. And then the divide across the market can be seen by um, a multi-generational difference, which is where we're seeing younger generations like Gen Z who are calling for a more accessible and preventative approach to aging. And this is happening right now because Gen Z are looking around and saying, my God, I think that the medical system has failed the elders in my life and in my community. So I need to get in front of this. There's a huge call for support in this arena. Another trend that we're going to get into is the fact that 2023 into 2024, weight loss drugs are completely upending the behavior change business. So think uh, gyms, tech platforms, wellness resorts, all of the spaces that look at behavior change as the way that it relates to humans and food are being seriously disrupted right now. So coaches take note, all of these businesses are going to need to redefine their offerings. And what the trends are showing are gaps and spaces for coaches to fill with a move towards community, connection, and purpose. Third and fourth trends that we're going to dive into are how younger generation uh, women and men's holistic well-being are redefining travel. This is one of those softer, uh, more accessible aspects of wellness that I was talking about with a move towards nature and something as simple as walking. And then for a more expansive look at wellness tourism is the concept of pilgrimages. So here, coaches take note, the trends are indicating a consumer demand for retreats and travel that foster connection, spirituality, rest, nourishment, and emotional well-being. And implicit in this, climate is a factor that is inspiring shifts in this travel trend. And so the deep dive here will look at how climate is changing wellness. So coaches take note, the global population is waking up and demanding care from climate grief and climate-based pain and climate-based difficulty. And new interventions tackle uh, needed innovation for climate adaptiveness with wellness. And another trend that we're going to look at in terms of populations that are kind of saying, hey, 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 I need care, I need care, is um, a a long neglected aspect of women's health, where there is a massive call for support around issues that have long been ignored, specifically menopause and postpartum care. So 
Overall, in 2024, we need to be aware that consumers are calling on wellness practitioners to provide social responses and relief in the face of divisive uh, geopolitical landscape, uh, rising unrest, climate disasters, and also looking out into 2024, it cannot be ignored that 50 countries are going to be holding national elections. And so where does this come into play for you as a coach? That whether we're looking at you know, Gen Z combating loneliness or men's health uh, tackling emotional well-being or women and postpartum care, uh, consumers are looking to coaches and to wellness uh, for interventions that bring peace and healing. As we take this journey into the future, it's also important to call out some emerging trends to watch as well as the why behind them. Some emerging trends are going to be reflected based on the skyrocketing rates of mental unwellness. There is a huge call within the wellness space to destigmatize mental health issues, create new solutions, and a global call for more governments to move beyond money-focused measures of health for a nation in favor of more quality of life metrics to gauge national aspects of well-being. And what is driving these trends of the future is an increase in mental health issues. Uh, more governments are listening and embracing wellness and well-being. So this is leading to larger scale interventions that I'm excited to talk about. There is a greater consumer interest in all things wellness. And then finally, the universal desire to lower healthcare costs, especially looking at the US. So in conclusion, as we're thinking about what's going to come to our future conversations, the concept that I want to leave you with is coaches take note. Wellness is the new why. And that's a quote from the chair of the Global Wellness Summit's Real Estate and Communities Initiative. And she reports that research shows that for the first time in history, wellness is the number one motivator for consumers. So as coaches, we are truly uh, in the right place at the right time, not only for ourselves and for the impact that we want to create in the world, but what our clients are actually calling for. And in partnership, there are so many ripples that we can create together. Today, we are going to tackle three of the topics that are in the trends report. We're going to be working through this trends report over the entire year. But today, what I really want to get into are the three trends that are causing the most major disruption in our industry. And they are longevity, the impact of weight loss drugs on wellness spaces and wellness practitioners, and home as the center of wellness, right? So quick aside, in the 15 years that the Global Wellness Summit has been producing this report, the authors actually took the time to state that in 2023, they saw more shakeups in the wellness industry than in the last decade. So the trends that I'm about to unpack with you today are moving really fast and they're creating changes that are taking root very quickly. So we're going to be seeing a lot of impact coming out of these spaces in the next one, two, three to five years. First up is longevity. And when we look at longevity as a trend, as a concept, one of the things that we really have to examine is some of the hard questions that come with this. What's happening in the wellness market right now is that the wellness market is being split in two. On one hand, we're seeing trends like longevity that are coming up because uh, there's a lot of money 
being poured into these spaces and services are being developed for the ultra rich or those who are of significant means. There is an entirely separate wellness economy that is springing up largely based on trends that are being shared on social media that look to support a completely different demographic. An example of this is um, interest in pilgrimages, interest in walking, being outside or even the concept of bed rotting that was all over TikTok last year. So when we're thinking about longevity as something that is really growing fast and creating a lot of impact, some questions that the Global Wellness Summit put forth in their report is access. With uber expensive clinics and solutions, are we entering into a future where only the poor age? And how can most people afford to live to 130? And then beyond that, what is the impact of a never die mindset on our mental health and on the death acceptance movement? These are big questions to consider. So I ask you to think about them, unpack them for yourself as you're listening to me get into what this means for us as coaches. So the space of longevity is fast becoming the wild west and solutions are being driven by really fast moving scientific and technological innovations. And these are grounded in a lot of different spaces, genetic, epigenetic, biomarker testing, um, research, drugs are a huge part of this, regeneration, nutrition, AI, and chat GBT driven healthcare are all components that we are paying attention to. This trend is starting to shape wellness spaces like gyms and wellness centers. And the way this is working and the reason why it's so important to be talking about this as a disruptor is it is changing the way that we're going to see these spaces exist right now. So your local gym that's on the corner one years, two years from now might actually be a longevity center because the fitness and wellness market is starting to respond to this trend. When we're thinking about trends and how they move from mere trends to pillars of the wellness economy, we look at the money. We look at the staying power and uh, examples of pillars of the wellness economy are things like fitness itself or mental wellness or corporate wellness. All of these have billions and trillions of dollars attached to them and longevity hasn't been around that long, but it has so much money associated with it right now that the Global Wellness Summit has said, you know what, we think this is actually beyond a trend. We think that longevity is becoming a new pillar of the wellness market itself. This is standing alongside things like spas um, or hot springs, right? So from a global perspective, longevity has its own little bubble and it's here to stay. What do we need to know about this trend as coaches? Um, again, huge money. This is an alpha consumer driven space. And right now, because it's so new, it is really the wild west out there. And this is a, a concept that should be familiar to coaches because when coaching started 35 years ago, coaching was the wild west. It had yet to be um, really just kind of called down, uh, systematized. And so this is where we're seeing the longevity space exist right now. There is a frenzy around this space and it's being driven by the amount of money. So for example, there was a $100 million prize awarded by the X Prize in Qatar. And that prize focused on a global challenge to all researchers and clinicians to develop an intervention that has a positive impact on the three dimensions of psychological, mental, immunological, and physical functioning that produce measurable and sustainable impacts on human longevity. So coaches, what do we need to know about this? For those who can afford it, 
the way that this trend is shaping up is in the space of personalized longevity plans. And similar to what we're going to be talking about with weight loss drugs, pharmacology is a big part of this trend. And alongside of it is the study of how diet and nutrition interacts with genetics and all of these new drugs that are coming out to be put into personalized plans, not only nutrition plans, but personalized longevity plans. So coaches who can hone in on the whole person with recommendations and plans that foster results and adherence will be leading the charge in this arena. Now, adherence is a really important word in this space because humans are terrible at adherence. Adherence is anything that you have to stick to, whether it is a diet, whether you are uh, undergoing your dissertation for your PhD. It requires grit. It requires uh, something that is compelling for you to really stick to your plan. And this is one of the reasons why coaching is such a viable discipline is because it's really hard for humans to stick to a plan without support. So in the space of longevity, if you are a coach who can crack the nut of adherence, you're going to have a space in this trend. And following the money associated with this trend, we're seeing it pop up in resorts, uh, wellness vacation destinations, and in our homes. Longevity clinics are actually becoming part of the wellness real estate market. Now, I know I talk about wellness real estate all the time. And the reason why I keep talking about it is because in the US, it is the fastest growing vertical within the wellness marketplace. And coaches need to take note because this includes all of our physical spaces. It includes corporate spaces. It includes healthy lifestyle adaption in our homes. It includes gyms. It includes hotels. It includes wellness centers. I wouldn't be surprised if this starts showing up in public spaces like libraries, right? Different ways to promote healthy aging and longevity are going to be part of the wellness real estate offerings moving forward. And a bold pairing to be sure will consistently show up um, as we're looking at this in terms of, okay, where do humans exist? Where does wellness exist? They're going to start merging more and more and more. Implicit in this trend is another area where coaches who are really savvy and tuned in can get a foothold because this trend is developing at the ground level right now, and that is social support. So alongside of adherence in the space of longevity, social support refers to the strong social networks and community engagement associated with increased longevity. And this is what this looks like for coaches is providing emotional support to clients to promote healthy behaviors or coaching clients on how to get emotional support to promote healthy behaviors on their own. So connection, groups, connectivity is a thread that is running through almost every single trend that we're seeing in coaching and wellness right now, and it's going to be a huge piece of longevity. Now, as we're thinking about this and saying, okay, where do coaches work in this space? Adherence, social connection. Factors that we need to consider with our ethics. So remember, the ICF Code of Ethics uh, calls for coaches to remain aware of systemic inequality and the ways that it limits people in terms of goal accomplishment. So our Code of Ethics is calling for us to look at this. And here, when we're looking at this particular trend, there are financial implications, like people outliving their retirement savings. There's a strain on social security and pension systems that's being caused by longer lifespans. 
There's accessibility and affordability issues. Longevity enhancing interventions and treatments cost a lot of money. And so only people with means can get to them. And then, you know, across the board, when we're looking at an aging population with longer lifespans, this is going to drive up medical care costs across the board because age-related diseases and providing care for an older population strains medical systems, right? So as we're following the market and we're following the ethics and we're looking at this from a big picture perspective, what else do we have to take stock of? And it's the larger systemic implications that are driving this trend. Why do we have to look at the systemic implications? Because these trends don't come out of nowhere. They begin to exist and take root because people are experiencing pain points. And when we can understand those pain points, we can understand how to connect with our clients and build the businesses of the future. And at Lumia, our view is yes, we have to understand the pain points and we have to understand the ethics and we have to take into account the whole person perspective, whether we're looking at an individual, a family, a team, an organization, a community, a nation, or or the world, the whole big world itself. So what are we looking at? Um, over the last few decades, it's become overwhelmingly clear that our healthcare system, especially in the U.S., I'm talking from a U.S. perspective because that's where I live, has long been focused on curative medicine or treating disease and illness after it's set in. The Global Wellness Summit addresses this directly in their report and basically says, hey, it isn't working. The system that we have currently globally isn't working. High healthcare costs are a huge worry for folks. And as coaches, it's really important to understand that this is something that keeps our clients up at night. And we also need to make sure that we're pricing our services in a way that we can ethically and accessibly deliver to folks who are really concerned about aging in a healthy way because of the detrimental impact on uh family systems and community systems of high healthcare costs. Another massive market for coaches to look at is that less of the future and more of the here and now uh, is centered around an aging population. This is 2024. More people than ever are dealing with facing their own mortality. Life spans are increasing, people are scared, and they're running out of money to care for themselves. So this is happening now. People need support now. And we also need to be designing community-based interventions for the future because this is going to keep happening. And then as we're thinking about, you know, preventative health, if we're thinking about longevity, if we're thinking about, you know, how does this impact folks and who's being impacted, I want to draw some attention and give some love to millennials and Gen Z, because these generations are seeing how the healthcare system has failed their elders and they are leading the charge towards proactive practices. And so as coaches, we need to rise to meet these generations with empathy and center their voices and their needs because they are watching the world around them. And, um, and we, we can't be complicit as coaches in um, the gaslighting that's taking place and saying, oh, you know, status quo, everything will be fine. No, um, this is happening in real time. And so we need to be sensitive to what's really driving these generational spaces and markets to ask for different kinds of services. Next up, we're going to look at another trend that is a huge disruptor. And this is the impact of weight loss drugs on the wellness space and practitioners. A huge driver of the wellness market 
for as long as I have been alive, which is 43 years, has been weight loss. And sometimes this has been healthy and sometimes it hasn't been healthy at all. And there's been a, a very long discriminatory and untrue idea that thinness equals health. And this has dominated lots of services in the market, in the wellness space, and in the coaching space. Now, in 2024, we're seeing an influx of weight loss drugs. There are over 70 new weight loss drugs that are in development and hitting the market this year. And this is important because it's going to impact a lot of the people in the wellness industry and specifically coaches. The Global Wellness Summit has predicted that the wellness world is going to start to interrogate how it can provide more honest, fully integrative, whole health weight loss approaches spanning everything from nutrition coaching to fitness to mental coaching to advanced metabolic health services that rely on expert analysis. So the the industry itself is going to start changing because there's this renewed focus. There's re, there's there's a a swirling that's happening right now around thinness, and it's curious because on one hand, the body positivity movement has um, really taken off in maybe the last three four years from a multi generational perspective and has done so much to impact the health of our society. And then when weight loss drugs came on the scene, it really started to get eroded. Um, so where I want coaches to really take note is that evidence based models will require coaching skills uh, to help people with the intersection of the two, because we're seeing a lot of changes in the way that people see themselves uh, and see what's possible in terms of body modification. When somebody gets on a weight loss drug, uh, it could be a forever drug. If they're not working in a, with a practitioner or working with a program that's actually designed to help them get off the drug. And so this space similar to longevity is going to be characterized by connection and human relationships that really require trust and empathy because this is a delicate, delicate emotional space. And the reason that we're talking about this as a disruptor is because of the real-time impact that's taking place in the space of coaching um, forever. As long as coaching has existed, a lot of people have worked in the space of humans' relationships with food, from Weight Watchers to intuitive eating. Coaches have been part of a massive infrastructure and industry built on human relationships that take center stage when we're working with folks around eating. Now, I'm not passing judgment on this. I'm just saying this exists. <laughs> These relationships are here. I'm not saying they're good or bad. But from an industry shakeup perspective, this is a really big deal because, again, thinking about adherence, that human connection, that human support is often what's required to get people to adhere to a plan, to adhere to a fitness plan, to adhere to a nutrition plan. And weight loss drugs are completely disrupting it and almost removing moving the middleman. Just last year, we were talking about the influx of coaching on weight loss apps um, like Noom, who, who was one of the leaders in creating jobs for coaches on app platforms. Now, Noom has changed a whole lot in 2024. Um, there's a relationship that's taking place between coaching platforms, weight loss platforms, wellness platforms, and big pharma. And according to the Global Wellness Summit, this is changing the conversation around what wellness is, how we should feel about our bodies, and what it really means to be healthy. So Noom, again, 
um, they've actually entered the weight loss medication market and they've launched Noom Med. So what was once a holistic macros coaching based platform is now a pharma platform and they're trying to bridge the divide between teaching users about the role of healthy eating and stress management and exercise alongside of these weight loss drugs this is important to consider as we look at these trends because why are organizations or companies behaving in this way it's because in America, this is a statistic from the Global Wellness Summit, nearly half of Americans are interested in trying a weight loss drug. And, and these include people who do not have issues with weight. So half of Americans are interested in trying a weight loss drug, whether or not they have an issue with weight. And so competition is ramping up and it's going to explode in the next couple of years. Fitness studios are also getting into the game. So, for example, Equinox and Lifetime are building out specialized programs and services for people on weight loss drugs. Now, anecdotally, um, one of my really good friends is a trainer at Lifetime. And one of the things that this human has observed is that people on weight loss drugs are having a really hard time uh, with body dysmorphia in understanding um, what they look like um, as a thinner person versus how they perceive that they look. And so they're having a hard time connecting the dots between uh, what they see and the reality of their physical appearance. And that's a qualitative example coming directly from somebody that I know. So I'm bringing it to the conversation for coaches to say, hey, this is something that we might wanna consider. There might be a lot of problems that come out of this trend and there are ethical considerations to all of it, right? So another you know, huge ethical question is, is this harmful or is this helpful? Right now, I think that all of us can honestly say we don't know that there's not enough research. There hasn't been enough time to understand what the impact of these drugs is going to be on people um, physically or psychologically. And this is also tied to the larger conversation about thinness, right? Um, and whether obesity needs to be addressed at all because um, people can have very healthy bodies at every possible shape and size. And is this going to kill the body positivity movement that has been so surging? And what do we need to do as thought leaders, as coaches, as people who work with people to keep body positivity alive? And then another ethical consideration here is access access to weight loss drugs is limited. And this is especially the case among lower income individuals and people of color who are more likely to experience actual medical complications from obesity. And so is the access to these drugs actually going to the right place or are these becoming designer drugs that are working in tandem with the weight loss and fitness industry? We don't know. I'm raising these questions and I'm bringing this here to us now for consideration because this trend is driving uh, a huge systemic shift. Um, and another piece that we want to look at, similar to anti-aging, is, okay, what's the underlying systemic issue? What's happening here? What's the pain point? And why is this taking off? And again, it is a failure of the current medical system. It is a failure of the current medical model. Medical professionals, and this is a according to the Global Wellness Summit, medical professionals have often been siloed and uh, prescribing drugs, but they don't really have the time to coach people regarding lifestyle changes. And this is what 
the wellness world does. And this is what it's set up to do is to coach people through lifestyle changes or just, you know, changes in general. This is coaching. And so it seems ideal right now for medical and wellness establish for medical and wellness establishments to collaborate for the best results if we're going to tackle this from a really ethical perspective. Is what do we need to do to get people to understand that their thoughts and their behaviors are central to all of these processes, and there is no um, magic pill, as it were, right? Now we're going to follow our third trend and go right to the heart of what most of us um, experience as, as the central part of our days and our lives, and that's our home. Um, the pandemic brought an unprecedented shift towards wellness-focused uh, products, interventions, services for the home during a time when people couldn't leave their home. So before the pandemic, wellness existed largely outside of the home after it came into the home. And this trend has continued to expand, and it includes everything from the rise of medical grade home health monitoring systems to smart furnishings that adjust in real time um, to individual well-being needs. And, you know, I work from home. I sit at this desk a lot. I would love a chair that helps my posture. So if you're one of the people working on this stuff, that's my own personal request. I would like a posture chair. Let's see what we can do. So for coaches, what do we need to know? Um, we need to know that people are still spending a lot more time at home. And there is a big call for wellness-based services to move into the home. So home health care used to be a concept that was reserved for an aging population. That is now completely changed. And home health care is now a concept that has kicked off services that are aimed at turning all of our homes into outpatient care centers. And this is an expanding market that is going to require humans to help wellness-based home dwellers get set up, interpret, and adhere to the wellness interventions. So here, adherence is another huge piece. So we're in, in all of these trends, whether it's longevity, weight loss drugs, or home wellness, adherence, how do we set up plans and how do we help people stick to plans is going to be a huge component of what we're going to need to be doing as coaches to meet the demands of the future. Again, wellness real estate shows up here too. Um, this is going to have a lasting impact on the way that we work. As a, This is from the Global Wellness Summit. As a greater focus on health emerges in buildings and urban planning, our interior living spaces will also undergo a profound reconfiguration to prioritize well-being. 95% of consumers believe that their home affects their health, right? So 95% of consumers are looking for solutions to help them feel healthier in their homes. And what this means for us as coaches is that we are going to have to increasingly think about how our services can reach people in their homes um, or to begin thinking about how we can pair our services with planned communities, including regional and national initiatives. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. Work from home and digital first, digital first cultures are increasing. So this is just true. People are working from home, they're spending more time at home, and this is leading to the wellness real estate home focus right now. And another factor is, again, the pandemic, 
which not only led to an increase in time spent at home, but heightened awareness, motivating individuals to take charge of their wellness, uh, to take charge of purpose, to take charge of meaning, to take charge of all of the things that I think a lot of people took for granted as um, standard in our time that really aren't. And what this means for all of us in real time is jobs. Jobs are being created for coaches in this space. An example is Lifetime's Living Green Valley, which is under development in Las Vegas, Nevada. And this series of residences comes with personalized services such as meal planning and 360 degree wellness programs. This is the space where coaching is growing and going. And there is space for both generalist practitioners and niche practitioners in this arena. So another great example of a niche is sleep specialists. There's a resort in Bangkok, Thailand. It's called Forestias, and it aims to establish wellness facilities and housing and residential units and vacation units that's going to feature sleep design and sleep advice. So that's their marketing, sleep design and sleep advice. The sleep advice is going to come from coaches. Even though coaches don't give advice, the, the, the marketing people don't know that, but that's okay. We'll get there eventually as a society. And beyond these planned communities, we're also seeing the future, which is going to be based on well cities. So on a large scale, cities and entire nations are starting to overhaul their health strategies to cultivate holistic health and wellness ecosystems that ensure residents are equipped to lead longer, healthier lives. So all of these trends are kind of revolving around the same concepts, longer, healthier, happier lives. Uh, what does this look like? In Malaysia, there is the first purpose-built healthcare and wellness city. This is in Southeast Asia. And it's going to be unveiled in 2025. It's called KL Wellness City. And it's going to offer health and fitness focused services and apartments and residences. Um, and all of the initiatives are centered around medical, wellness, business. It's, they're going to have retail suites and a hospital. So this entire city is being built in order to service people uh, in wellness, and it's going to need to be staffed. Singapore is a longtime leader in the space of wellness. Um, it's recognized as the world's sixth blue zone, which is an area where people live the longest. So unlike traditional blue zones where wellness has been inherently embedded in the culture, Singapore has Blue Zones 2.0, which is an active policy pursuit of um, reshaping health approaches through both policy and technology. So Singapore is engineering cities that reimagine the whole city state around health and rewards people who take 10,000 steps a day with points to use at restaurants and shops, and then is pioneering multi-generational living by giving tax breaks to people who live with their aging parents. Whoa. So looking at Singapore as a model for what's to come with large-scale national and city planning, we see that in addition to government-driven initiatives, there is an entire infrastructure that needs to be staffed in order to support a well population. And this is where coaches are more and more increasingly going to come into play. So if you're listening to me, and this is sounding like a brave new world to you, um, one of the things that I would encourage you to start with is thinking about how, as a coach, how you could get into someone's home, not in a creepy way, in a health-driven health way, right? So telehealth, 
is is a great model for us to look at as coaches. Something that's saying, well, telehealth is widely accepted. Um, it is now a trend. It is a leader right now in terms of accessibility, and that's a great way in. And then there is another aspect of this, which is the social and leisure aspect of this trend, groups, communities, group and community services. And I'm going to begin to talk about this in terms of the multifaceted ecosystems of the future. So a multifaceted ecosystem of the future is going to completely redefine our living spaces. These ecosystems are going to blend social connectivity with personal privacy seamlessly with adaptable environments for complex lifestyles. This idea extends beyond our physical spaces, but homes that can transform from vibrant social hubs to serene personalized retreats, all while placing an emphasis on our health and well-being. And this is not totally in the future. This is in the now. There is such a place called Living Lab 040, which is a groundbreaking project that combines residential living with experimental spaces in 119 units. And residents commit to living experiments for up to five years in order to embrace behavioral changes that may impact their lifestyle. <laughs> Does this sound familiar to you as coaches? Behavioral changes that will impact your lifestyle. And this includes well-being, mood, life satisfaction, and happiness. And this is where residents will prioritize their welfare and foster a sense of community in order to support sticking to the initiatives that are going to make their lives better. This is sounding a heck of a lot like the one, two, three basics of coaching, right? So in sum, thank you so much for joining me uh, to get into these important topics and sit with all of this. Think about it. Think about what it means to you. Think about where you can fit in. Think about the fact that I'm not predicting this. This is really happening in real time. And so as coaches, um, we will need to be well-versed in the art of connection and behavior adaption in order to meet the needs of all of the trends that are disrupting our space. So if you are going to focus on two areas of growth in, in order to be ready for whatever's coming down the pike, I would say those are the two most important places for coaches right now, behavior adaption, adherence, and fostering social connection um, that ultimately leads to well-being through healthy connection to others, just like our Lumia community. Thanks so much for spending time with me today. I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to lumiacoaching.com slash everything. Explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose, and a bold community to do it with. Lumia is ready to equip you with the tools, training, and community you will need to reach your goals. If you're ready to build a unique coaching business on your own terms while making an impact on the world at large, Lumia is the next bold step in your coaching journey. That's lumiacoaching.com slash everything. And hey, if you're waiting for a sign, this is it.